You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, January 31st, the end of January already. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. We got a uh, we got a nice little show here for you today. We're going to talk about uh, a lockout update, as we always do. Then we will be going into Matthew Stafford going to the Super Bowl. And we're going to talk about why, uh, maybe not why, I'm not sure I have an answer to why, but there, there is a quite a laundry list of former Detroit athletes and former Tigers specifically that have left the city of Detroit and won championships and or found uh, a, a lot of success. So we're going to uh, it's a, not a very fun conversation, I guess, but we are going to be going into that. And then we're going to talk about the Tigers starting pitching situation at the end and how their rotation is not full yet. Uh, that's another thing that looms with this lockout. This is not just a, oh, you know, we, we need the lockout to end so that we can get to spring training on time. And while that's very true, we, we need it to end so that we can get whoever the hell is going to be our fifth starter to spring training on time. <laughs> because as it stands right now, I don't think the Tigers are done spending on starting pitching. And we'll get into to that debate at the end as well as, you know, uh, maybe if, if they don't sign someone who would have to step up, it's a pretty obvious answer. But um, I everybody knows my opinion of him. Okay. So for starters, lockout update, right? They didn't meet. There was a rumor that they were going to meet on Monday, and then the the official MLB Players Association account was like, "This this is cab. Like this is just not true, man. Like I don't know. I don't know who told you this, and it was from a a pretty widely used on like non verified." Uh, Twitter account that that tweets out news and updates all the time and and has a decent history of of being somewhat reliable but not uh, not, not verified and and no face to, to the account so uh, you got to always take those with a with a grain of salt and they were wrong and deleted the tweet and whatever so they're not meeting today as you're listening to this uh, on Monday but. There are some things going on that are are starting to point in the direction of this lockout not going on until I'm in my 40s, right? Like it's it's slowly starting to to get to a place where we can be like, all right, you know, let let's let's cross some T's and dot some I's. Uh, two of the bigger things that are being brought up recently and these are not the only two issues left there is still a plethora of things they disagree on but two of the things that were made public recently one was the the minimum salary again and we've talked about that a couple of times in the past but the the minimum salary continues to be a big issue for the players it's it's something that the the players association very much wants to raise and wants to raise pretty significantly. And the owners don't want it to move at all. Uh, the, the, the owners currently 
and their most recent proposal, I believe they offered a 5% increase to the minimum salary, which it would be the second lowest in the history of any CBA. Uh, the, the only one that beats it is the 94-95 uh, negotiations, which w- was the strike year. Um, so that is the that that's the kind of smallness and small ball that we're dealing with from the owner side, and then on the player side, they want like over a thirty percent increase, right? I mean, they they want that thing to push a million dollars as 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 close as they can get it, and that would be the highest increase in the history of baseball. So we at least have, you know, maybe. The, just meet in the middle and call it a day. Damn it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at, I guess at least we have a, a place where uh, the, the owners are willing to raise it. That's a start, I guess. Um, but the very big discrepancy. Very, very big gap there on what is being uh, and on how much it's going to get raised. So, that's one of the two bigger things that are being negotiated currently. And the other one, which we have talked about uh, a few times before as well, is arbitration and how they want to deal with arbitration. And, and the owners are willing to make it somewhat uh, performance-based, which is something that's very intriguing to, to both sides. Um, if the ceiling is high enough, the players will be willing to do that, right? If, if, the, if the maximum that a player can get paid through that performance-based thing is high enough, then the players will be down. Um, There's also talk of a a bonus pool of incentives. Like if your player wins rookie of the year in their first couple of years or gets rookie of the year votes in their first couple of years or, uh, you know, Cy Young votes in their first few years, MVP votes, whatever, then they they want that to be incentivized too in in a bonus pool type of thing. The only issue is with that is the, the MLB has has said that that's fine because again that that falls under the umbrella of being performance based. Uh, it's it's just that the MLB's bonus pool is capped off at like ten million dollars, like like the bonus pool of money as a whole, ten million dollars for pre arb players. The Players want it to be over a hundred million dollars. So we we have some some ground on a on a concept that that's kind of working, right? And, and we we have some some agreement on that as a as something that can work and that both sides are willing to do. But the price is currently. Uh, I mean, almost quite literally a hundred million dollars apart. So that's going to have to be worked out. And then there's still, like I said earlier, a plenty of other issues and, and topics that they are going to be debating. So not quite out of the woods yet, but we're certainly further along now than we were say a month ago, even two weeks ago, we're, we're starting to head in the right direction. So it's a start. Okay. We'll get into all the other stuff after I tell y'all about Built Bar. It's the new year. 
So that means New Year's resolutions. And if you're this is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or even taste like chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, the office, the car, wherever. Throw them all out. Throw out all those sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least get something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. There's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I also got to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Just doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto pr- prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. Wrapping up the conversation uh, from the first segment about lockout update and all that jazz that we uh, that we often give. I think uh, another important piece that that happened and, and doesn't have really a direct effect on negotiations or anything, but uh, the Tigers representative for the Players Association is Tucker Barnhart, who, which is fascinating considering he hasn't played a, a game in a Tigers uniform yet. But uh, Barnhart is is our is our player rep, and he made some you know got got a nice little interview, made some comments, and and the big quote that that everybody is is kind of driving home was him saying, uh, "We're running out of time." running out of time to, to get a deal done and still start everything as planned and, and on time. So that that's a little concerning, right? That that your team's representative is is saying that they're running out of time to, to get a deal done and, and still have uh, the schedule be un, unaffected. But that, I mean, that's where we're at, man. 
That's where we're at. And it's sad and it's stupid and it's dumb and I wish it would go away. But here we are. So I, I just wanted to, to kind of talk about that a little bit and, and just how, I don't know, how we all just wish it would end. I'm so tired of this. What a what a ridiculous offseason. Um, moving on to, to, to I, well, I was going to say brighter things, but I guess maybe in, in a Detroit sports fan's mind, really not that brighter of things. Um, Matthew Stafford, nine God. Matty Ice, the OG Matty Ice, not Matt Ryan. Even though I think Matt Ryan was around before uh, Matt Stafford. Regardless, Nine God is officially going to the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams going to the Super Bowl, which is awesome. Makes me very happy. I honestly, I'm in the camp, and and this is a, a baseball show, so we won't get too hung up on this, but. I think it's kind of weird to like be actively rooting against Stafford. I know the pick, you know, whatever, but uh, I, I, I mean, at this point, you're you're is having the thirty-first pick really that different from having the thirty-second pick? Not really. And you know, if he lost in the first round, it would have been in the in the mid twenties. And now you're 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 talking about him get you know the the pick's going to be 31 or 32 I, I don't know that that's in my eyes I, I i don't see enough we still have two first round picks there's seven rounds Pe- people in rounds 2 through 7 are wildly productive at the NFL level all the time you know this isn't the NBA where if you don't have a top 8 pick it, it's pretty much a waste like this is <laughs> this, this is the NFL and having two first rounders is, is valuable regardless of where they are. And, and our first one is going to be uh, the second overall. So, like, I'm, I'm chilling, man. I, I'm, I'm not going to actively root against Matthew just just for for whatever, you know, five to eight better slots at, at the back of the first round. You know, if it was the difference between 15 and, and eight, maybe that that's a conversation i guess i don't know but even not really i, I don't know i'm i'm fine I, I i've been rooting for stafford the entire time uh, i i think it's important to to people to show the world that it, it was not matthew stafford's fault i think that's that's very very important and i i i've never really understood the rooting against him thing i'm i'm not in that camp at all so he goes on going to the Super Bowl in his first year away from Detroit. He's in Detroit for well over a decade. And in his first season, not in a Lions uniform, he goes to the Super Bowl. Pretty remarkable stuff. And that just got me thinking about the list of of other players who have found success after leaving Detroit sports. And, and this is a Tigers show, so specifically the Tigers. And um, it's... It's it's not a very fun list because there's a lot of people that have gone on to win rings, man. J.D. Martinez is a really big one, right? J.D. gets cut by the Astros. He, he He's not good, and the Astros are were at the time one of the worst teams in baseball. Tigers pick him up. He ends up being a, 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 a star. He's phenomenal. He goes on, is an all-star caliber hitter, perennial all-star caliber hitter, one of the best hitters in baseball for, for a few years there. 
and Tiger's going to rebuild. Timing-wise, you know, you, you probably had to trade him if you really wanted to go into a rebuild like that. But, you know, you get nothing for him. You, like, like quite literally nothing. Goes on to Boston, wins a ring. Ian Kinsler also wins a ring on that same team. Uh, David Price also wins a ring on that same team. Uh, Dave Dombrowski also wins a ring on that same team. So that's fun. Um, that, that was, <laughs> that was, that, that was a blast. So much fun. Justin Verlander, while he found loads of success here, never won a ring, leaves, almost immediately wins a ring. Awesome. Cool. Uh, very, very, very similar to, uh, <laughs> to Stafford in that regard. Wins a ring almost right away. And then, I, man, like, like I, even the Dombrowskis, right? Like, that's frustrating as hell. He, he, he's the general manager. He runs the operations for this team for over a decade. For, what, 13 years? And, and makes the World Series twice and can't win it. And he has won a World Series now everywhere else he's been. He's in Philly now, and that 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 will we'll, we'll see how that works out. But he's in Florida, wins a ring, comes to Detroit, thirteen years, by far his longest stint anywhere, can't get the job done. Goes to Boston, wins a ring. Thirteen years sandwiched in between two championship teams for Dave Dombrowski. Very very frustrating. Jim Leland won a ring with the Marlins as well. Before coming to Detroit. Very, very frustrating. Verlander's obviously the big one. Then honestly, if you if you just break down the entire 2014 rotation, right? You have you have five Cy Young winners that were on that team. And even though Robbie Ray, like does that really count? Even if you disclude him, Anibal Sanchez was the fifth and, and he has an ERA title to his name. Anibal Sanchez wins a ring with Max Scherzer, who obviously also then wins a ring. Verlander, we already covered. Price, we already covered. Ricky P. Also, on that team, wins a ring. And a Cy Young, because why not? Didn't deserve it. Verlander deserved it, but regardless. Fernando Rodney, even, has found success after. There's a Jason Beck tweet. Uh, he did like Detroit hurlers to, to have found success after leaving and Stafford was on there. And then it was a lot of Tigers pitchers. Just ridiculous, man. Just ridiculous. Unbelievable. I know this isn't a great podcasting cause I'm, I'm, I'm silent a lot, but it's just, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. So much talent, so much talent over the years. Couldn't get it done. And that's one thing. But then all of that talent leaving and them finding success almost immediately is is, is infuriating. You just have this laundry list of dudes who left and won rings within the first season or two of leaving. Unbelievably frustrating. I don't know. I guess I just wanted to vent about that. I guess there's no really point or like inspiring thing at the end. 
I'm just upset. I'm upset. It's just annoying, man. All right, we'll get into our third and final segment here after I tell you all about betonline.ag. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from scored totals, player performances, props, wherever the next coaching firing is going to be. BetOnline's the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes the new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using promo code LOCKEDON to get started. It's not just football either. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is some of the best in the business. From sports all the way down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. We're going to talk about the starting pitching situation because I think the Tigers are still in the market for another starter when free agency, whenever that will be, resumes again. There's a couple of free agents still on the market, Danny Duffy is a guy that I, I've kind of had somewhat circled. Um, lefty, 33 years old, I believe. Wouldn't get a very long offer. We're not in the market for another top-name pitcher. We've done plenty of spending uh, for the Mike Illich, or the Chris Illich, sorry. Didn't didn't mean to disrespect Mike like that. M- Mike, would, Mike would drop a bag. Uh, Chris Illich, th- this is significantly more spending than we've ever seen before. So it, it's hard for me. That would be a see it to believe it kind of a thing. I'm not going to predict Chris Illich to to reach into his pockets and spend more money on a on a bigger name starting pitcher. But the starting pitching market has also kind of fizzled out. We saw quite a few signings, Erod being one of them, uh, before the lockout. So there's not any like two top end top end talent left. And uh, if you include Clayton Kershaw in that that category, I guess he's still on the market, but. Um, I, I would be shocked for starters if Kershaw didn't go back to LA and I don't think the Tigers are in any sort of position or market for Clayton Kershaw at this point in his career. I, I don't think the Tigers are even remotely close to his radar. So that's not even something I'm really going to entertain. Danny Duffy was one that kind of intrigued me though. Another one that kind of like low key interesting would be Zach Grinky, about to be 38 years old. Definitely just going to be a one-year deal if he wants to keep playing. Uh, but but that I mean that's kind of a, an interesting one too. Uh, that would be a, a little bit more big time. But again, on a one-year deal, like why not? You know, you're not lock, locking up any money long term. You're just adding to to the payroll for a year. I don't know. I, I I don't think that would be. I mean, that would obviously be great. Grinky's one of the one of the better pitchers of this generation, uh, and and is is not. For when you're trying to fill out a, a a rotation, you got four guys that you're absolutely sold on and are definitely going to be part of the rotation. Adding Zach Greinke, no matter the age, is is a good position to be in. You know, you're not getting a, a true like cusp fifth starter. You're just getting another good starter that happens to be the fifth one added to the team. And I think there's a difference between those two. Um, another, I mean, Carlos Rodon, I, I think, is a little bit out of the market of what we're looking for. He's another one that he's probably the best starting pitcher still on the market, uh, for being honest, as far as uh, like youth and, and current talent level and, and the type of money he's going to get. 
I think he's probably the the number one choice for for a long term pitching option. Uh, but but that is way above I, what I believe our market is going to be at, or, or or the market that we are going to create with people that that we are going to target. That's what I'm trying to say. Goodness, that that for whatever reason that sentence had a hard time getting out of my mouth. But you you get the point. I I don't think that's someone we're going to target. But there there's still a few names out there, and I think. I think we're going to sign someone. I really do. But there's, you know, if we don't, if we don't, like Johnny Cueto's still out there. Is that like a little weird? I don't know. Andrew Chafin. I don't know. There, there, there's a few people still out there. Michael Pineda even, right? Snag him from, he, he's been giving us fits for the last couple of years. Why not? But if we don't sign anybody. That means it's Tyler Alexander's job. And everybody knows the, the you know what what I consistently said about Tyler Alexander during the regular season. I, I still believe that. I think Tyler Alexander is very, very good at being a long reliever and a spot start starter. I don't think that Tyler Alexander is a solidified, you know, 28 to 32 starts a year. He is your fifth starter that gets the ball every fifth day for like a competitive team. I don't believe that on January 31st, 2022. That I've been wrong plenty of times before and you guys are are very quick to remind me of those instances. But as of right now, I would significantly prefer getting another starter. And another reason, talent aside, okay, let, let's even just say Tyler Alexander was was like however good of a starting pitcher you want him to be. He, he could be an ace for all I care. Talent aside, let's just say he's, he was solidified in your rotation. Last year, we saw how important starting pitching depth is. We had plenty of of starting pitching injuries. And on top of that, we then wanted to heavily limit three of our five pitchers innings. And then Turnbull got Tommy John. There was a plethora. Matt Boyd couldn't stay healthy. Nobody on this team. We, we did not have one pitcher that pitched like a true full season. <laughs> The only guys that did were then on innings limits. So, like, again, not really. We did not have one single person. Like, wrap your head around that. We did not have one, not one single human being that gave us a true, full season as a starting pitcher last year. And you want to roll into next year with only exactly five starters? No, thank you. So no matter your opinion on Tyler Alexander, whether you're a big fan of his, sure. Uh, again, he he's proven that in in stretches he can be an effective starter, and I think that he he can be a, a great depth starting pitching piece to this team when the five are healthy. He he's a he's a solid reliever to have out of the pen, long relief lefty, beautiful. If somebody goes down, needs an innings limit, gets hurt, knock on wood whatever, he can then step in and be that depth piece to give you productive innings, a, a solid five innings 
as a spot starter, which is about all you can ask for from a spot starter. That's incredibly valuable, and I think he really excels at that role. So even if you think that Tyler Alexander's the dude and, and that he can be a fifth starter, I still think you should be in the camp of we need to sign somebody else. Because depth is everything in an hundred and in a sport that plays 162 games. Depth is everything. And starting pitchers are one of the most fragile positions in sports, nonetheless, baseball. You need guys that can give you innings, productive innings. And even if you think Tyler's the dude, you you need you you need a a six or seven guys that you feel confident in starting. That's all. Thank you guys for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Be back on uh, probably Wednesday, but we'll see how the week goes. Still at three a week, but we'll be back. Same time, same place, baby. You know the drill. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch you all then. Go Tigers.